0: hey there friends welcome back to the freelancer to ceo podcast i am so excited for you to hear today's guest interview that i did with marian wagner who is a business mindset coach and we are going to talk about The different strategies that it takes to have a positive mindset when growing your business, especially as you're venturing into the social media world, that can feel really overwhelming, that can feel like, am I doing this right? And can just feel like, who am I to be doing this? So Marion's going to share some really great strategies for us to show up and how we can do so with having that positive mindset. You're going to love Marion. She's a former school psychologist turned multiple six-figure business owners with two separate online. Industries. She's the host of the Get Out of Your Head and Grow Your Online Business podcast, and she has a little boy, not so little, he's nine years old, and then another little one on the way. So I'm so excited to dive on into this episode for you to get some really great strategies to have a killer social media mindset. So without further ado, let's dive on into the show and go meet Marion. Each week, I'll be sharing business strategy, systems, and tactical tips that you can take into your business today so you can finally step into that CEO role you desire. Let's dive on into the show. All right, everybody. I am so excited to welcome Marion to the podcast today. Marion, I would love for you just to give us a little bit of your backstory and let my audience know who you are and what you do. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me.
1: I'm really excited to be here. Um, So clip notes. I started a style blog as my first online business back in 2010, which makes me sound old, but I was a school psychologist back then. So I was working in elementary schools and I struggled with being a present and productive, um, I guess, mom. Back then I had my son, I was taking him to daycare in the morning, working as a psychologist all day. And I don't know if teachers, yeah, I know you have a lot of teachers that listen to your podcast that can relate, but I, my office was a windowless janitor's closet that it was, it was awful. Um, and I had basically, I found myself sitting in there all day, looking at the clock, just waiting to leave school and had to go pick up my son, um, from daycare. And I found myself just in this groundhog day life and wondering, like, is this all there is? And I was working my blog and I knew, I knew something had to change, Um, so I just leaned into the learning blogging. And so for about a year and a half, I I wrote blog posts to no one. Um, I think I had maybe three of my teacher friends read, but I just failed forward, and then I earned my first dollar on the blog about a year and a half in, and from there, I I would say about 2013, my blog was earning more income than I was as a school psychologist. And I had these dream partnerships with Wayfair, Maybelline, Adidas, and I realized, wow, like I can, I can actually earn an income building something online. This is, this is wild. So I dove into starting my second online business, this time in the network marketing industry. And Within a year in that business, I surpassed the six figure mark and retired as a school psychologist. So I then started helping hundreds of women help build their online businesses and i just I just noticed there's this huge need in the online industry for a blended guidance of mindset and strategy because so much of what we do it deals with social media, it deals with putting ourselves out there. And so we need to have that mindset component as our backbone that in order for the strategy to work. So I started doing business mindset coaching for online entrepreneurs and I haven't looked back.
0: I love that you said that because I'm a firm believer in that too. A lot of times when I, before I even I feel like it was kind of accidental for me too. It's like, I didn't really go, I didn't start my business to end up going into coaching other people how to do the thing that I did. I really just went into it being like, I want more freedom. I want more flexibility. I want to decide on what my day looks like. I don't want anybody telling me that Mm -hmm. I can't take a day off or not that anybody necessarily tell me I couldn't, but like that guilt or even just like walking into the main office and like filling out the form being like, I need to take this day off. And this is the reason why I need to take it off. Um, So I didn't, you know, go into it, but when I, when I started just even sharing like, oh, here's what I'm doing. And people just started like wondering like, you're not a teacher anymore. You know, what are you doing? And I started talking to them. They're like, oh, okay. Like how do I get started? And you know, what resources would you give me? A lot of the resources that I was sending them to was, were either like mindset podcasts or like mindset, like books that I had read. And they're like, no, no, no. I I want I want the like step by step. And I'm like, well, yeah, I can give you the step by step. But if you don't tackle this thing first, and I've, you know, saying this looking like back, you know, hindsight's 2020. But I'm like, if you don't address your mindset first, like the step by step, it really is not going to matter, matter because you're going to be fighting this uphill battle. And I've learned that, you know, I, I learned that the hard way too. And I went into it thinking like, oh, I've got a great mindset. Like I'm positive. Like I believe in myself. But I think there's this it's, there, it's something that's different, that's required of you in entrepreneurship, that it's not required of you in your typical job that you have. Like, you're not really like, you You know, a lot of times we have a job that we're like, we're good at and it's fine. And it's like the status quo and we just keep, you know, toeing the line, but we're not really pushing ourselves outside of our comfort zone. So when you step into entrepreneurship, it is like a whole new beast. Oh, 100%. <laughs> no. And I feel
1: like, just like what you said here, I see a lot of online business owners They fall into one of two camps. Like, camp one is they naturally have a ton of confidence and believe in themselves, yet they become the overwhelmed Olivia's, the hustling Hannah's, the shiny object Susan's, because they don't have a solid strategic framework in place. So they try to do all the things all the time. And that's really hard, especially if you are working full time and you're trying to grow a business on the side. But camp number two is, You have the women who have a very solid strategy or work ethic, or they can follow a a game plan, but at their core, like at a cellular level, they don't believe in themselves. And I believe that change has to happen internally before it can happen externally. So I think at a very basic, important place to start for anyone is to say, which camp do I fall more into? Which area do I need to shine a light on so that I can move forward? And for most people, for most online business owners that I work with, it really is that belief piece. And then that like it all comes together when you actually say, oh my gosh, I, I can do this. I am worthy of this. Let's go. Let's make it happen.
0: Right. Okay. So let's dive into some of those like reoccurring themes that you see when it comes to growing an online business. Like we know that it's going to require like a different, almost like a different bone in your body to be able to yeah. to start this business, to grow it, and to actually see it come to life. So, what are some of those things that you see come up? Again, I know you just mentioned them briefly, um, but for anybody who's listening that you know doesn't know like shiny objections or anything like that, um, could you kind of break those down for us? Yeah. So,
1: there's I think for anyone that's growing an online business, we you jump on social media, and there's some some few things that can can happen um, without you even realizing it so just four quick signs that you might need some better boundaries for your social media include these are just what I see most is number one without even thinking about it you interpret someone else's success as your failure mm-hmm. so you see someone just rock star you know all their pictures look perfectly <laughs> edited they're they're waking up in the morning with a inbox full of people wanting to work with them and you see their success, like, why can't I have that? And if you think about it, their success has nothing to do with us. So it's, it's really a damaging way to compare yourself to strangers on the internet.
0: Mm-hmm. I felt, I, I, I do that all the time. Oh my gosh. I, not necessarily. I feel like I've, I've at least broken out of that, like seeing somebody else else's success and feeling like, oh, You know, because she has that, that means that I can't. But for Mm -hmm. a really long time, something that held me back was just being on social media and just comparing and finding it really hard to focus on what I'm doing because of all the noise and thinking, oh, she she must be doing it better, and um, you know if. If she's getting all these people, then nobody's going to want to work with me because she has the best product out there. So that helped me, I would say for like a solid year, I had this, you know, I had this course, I had this product that I wanted to put into the world, but the comparison and being on social media kept me stuck for so long. Oh yeah. And I think that's, it's also so normal. Like I love that you're so open about it
1: because people need to hear that. It's, it's so normal. Like the, the gurus, the people you see just, you know, rock star status on social media have the same comparison feelings. They do. So, yeah. Um, okay. Number two is you, you feel burned out just thinking about social media. Like you maybe avoid it or you just don't want to be there. So you don't pour energy into it. Um, so that's a sign. That's more of like a symptom of something bigger that you, there's a boundary issue there. Um number 3 is you spend more time consuming content than creating it and starting conversations. I always say it is really helpful if you instead of thinking of social media as um you know a pastime or a, you know something you open up to kill time you you are a business owner. You want to treat it as a tool for your business. And so you really need to look at it as you are a creator of content, not a consumer. Um, and number four is you lack clarity and vision when it comes to your social media game plan. And this is a this is one that really hits home for a lot of newer um, online entrepreneurs. If you're just getting started, it's easy to feel a little nebulous about what what should you what should I be saying? What should I be posting? Um, so I have tips I can share later on on that, but it's, it's normal to feel a little bit confused. And that's again, just a sign that we might need to put some energy towards creating an actual game plan that gives you clarity.
0: Yeah, I can totally see that. I can see a lot of my listeners just feeling overwhelmed by even the thought of putting themselves out there and what do I say and also wanting to do it in a way where it's going to pay off, right? Like you don't want to invest all this time into trying to, not necessarily, I don't think you should go into it with like trying to just grow this following. And I'd love to get your thoughts on that too, because I know that that's something you're a believer on is that you can grow a business without having this huge following, but you don't want to just like throw stuff into the abyss and not have it land. And obviously the goal is to build connections with people and get in front of your ideal clients and grow your business too. Um, so I feel like that really will probably hit home with, my listeners because they're just, I feel like it's such an overwhelming thing. And a lot of times feeling like, well, is it too late? Like if I didn't start how many years ago, isn't it going to be too hard for me to actually get in front of people and the algorithm and all those things that come into play. So I would love to get your take on that.
1: (laughs) The algorithm. Uh, Yes. Yes. Like when you're talking, I'm just like nodding because I just want to, I just want to assure anyone that's listening, that you can grow a wildly successful like business with not a with with the small following. I have clients that make multiple six figures that blow it out of the water that maybe have a little fewer than a thousand followers because quite honestly, not all followers are created equal. like you, you there's plenty of people that have a lot of followers, but they're not the right followers. They're not the ideal target market that they are going to want to sell to. So, yes, we can and that's a vanity metric too, right? The number of likes you get on a post and the number of followers you have, those are things that don't equate to income or success in the in the grand scheme,
0: really. Yeah. Do you have any tips for how? <laughs> like I I just feel yeah. like we grew we grew up with that which it's like, again, I talk about, it's like a love hate thing, but we grew up with that where that we're looking for that gratification. We're looking for somebody to be like, yes, this piece of content that you posted is great. And I try really, really hard. I feel like, uh, you know, over the years, I haven't done it the best in the past. Um, And I've, I feel like I've gotten a pretty okay boundary and relationship with social media, but how, how can we, overcome those things of like if we post something and like nobody likes it or we feel like we're just you know s- screaming to nobody who hears how do we how do we keep ch- like doing this how do we keep showing up when we feel like it's not getting but again like you said too it's not about the likes but how do if you have any tips for how we can just keep showing up <laughs> yeah and I you know I say that it's not
1: about the likes but then when you do have a post that does blow up you you've you can't help but like feel good. You're like, Oh, that really, that really felt right. great. <laughs> so I'm not saying to deny like the obvious that it does feel great, but I just want to make sure that I always say, this is the psych in me. You want to think about your brain as being cut in half. There's half, half of it's emotional and the other half is logical. And when we think about business, we really want to operate in the logical piece and then bring our our passion to it but what happens with social media is we operate almost solely in this emotional half of our brain where we somehow equate the number of likes to a post to our worth and our our aptitude for success and it really doesn't have anything to do with that so i do have um i have like three main tips for things that i see that successful online business owners how they look at social media so, uh, the first one I like lists. By the way, if you can't, tell. I love it. <laughs> I'm sorry. The first one is I really encourage you to think about social media as a side dish and not the main dish. So think about like a Thanksgiving dinner table, and your your Instagram account is kind of like your mashed potatoes, your green beans. Like it, it, it's nice. Like you want to have them on the table. They're important but your main dish, your, your turkey or your tofurkey, um, that one is like the long form social media or the content that you actually own and drives the main traffic. It's your home base. So like your, your blog or like for Aubrey, like your podcast or some piece where you are creating content that's not dependent on an algorithm and where people are searching for solutions to their problems because when you think about it, people aren't jumping on Instagram necessarily looking for solutions to a problem. They're they're trying to kill time in line at Starbucks, right? Mm-hmm. So we have to remove this weird pressure that we've created in the online business world where someone like looks at their Instagram as the ride or die for their, their growth. It's, um, you know, just like people say, like, if you want to grow on YouTube, then don't, Pour all your energy into YouTube. You want you actually want to create it elsewhere and direct them to YouTube. It, it's naturally going to grow. Mm-hmm. So, um, number two would be what most people do is ask, "What do I want to post about today?" Like we make it about us, mm-hmm. so that makes it feel personal. And we really have to flip that biatch. And when we wake up in the morning, we want to ask ourselves. What does my ideal client need to hear today? What problems is she struggling with? What 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 gaps does she need to fill? And that's we have to make it about them. And by doing so, we remove our ego from the social media. We're creating content for our ideal client. And that
0: that way we're now serving
1: versus versus taking, I guess.
0: Mm-hmm. That wouldn't, that was like huge for me. I like started that because I'm like, that is something that if you can just, and I know that you're big about this too, like even just like flipping the script, like just changing the questions that we're answering. So instead of saying like, what should I post today? Or what am I going to post? Like, what does my ideal client need to hear, need to see? And Mm -hmm. obviously like that, you know, you eventually want it to lead to the products and the services that you have to offer. But even just changing the question that you're answering, you're asking yourself can really help you to to view it through a different lens. So I love that. Yeah, because the content you make isn't it's not meant for
1: everyone. So I found my VA when she was asking great questions about my pain points. Like she was saying, "Do you are you struggling doing XYZ?" I'm like, "Yes, I am." <laughs> and she's like, "Are you spending hours, you know, flushing um on ZYP?" I'm like, "Oh my gosh, yes I am." And then she opens the door for a solution. Mm-hmm. So it's about connecting with the pain points and the experience of, of who you want to actually convert, like who you want to talk to. So. Love that. Okay. Number three, (laughs) I'm like, got my list ready. (laughs) (laughs) Number three is honestly, and this is like a big one. And I know this might be the hardest one for some people, but remind yourself that whatever makes you weird, quirky, unique, like that is your secret sauce. And we water down our sauce and no one likes watered down sauce when we start to compare ourselves to others and try to copy other people. So I always say, you know, we've all heard that saying, um, success leaves clues. Well, it does, but we really don't want to. And I think this is so noisy on social media is we try to copy what other people are doing instead do a couple things. Number one, put your blinders on, And number, I always say number two, set a timer. If you're jumping on TikTok, Instagram, set a timer before you jump on, okay. To know, like I have 15 minutes and that's in one hand is your timer. And your other hand is have a list of what you're going to accomplish before you open up the app. Because otherwise the app is in charge. The app will Mm -hmm. tell you what to do and where to go. And then all of a sudden you're not running a business. You're, (laughs) you're consuming content, so you have to p- create this sense of urgency to create content to, within a certain amount of time, because you probably don't have a lot of extra time, right? Um, and, and then you really just want to make it in your voice. Like whatever makes you unique and quirky and just your, your personality, that's, that has to come through in your social media. And so embrace it and it'll be so much more fun.
0: Okay. So I know I said number two, I really like number two, but I really like number three because speaking from experience and like I I mentioned, there was like a whole year where I just was like so stuck and I was feeling like I have to do what other people are are doing and I have to Mm. try to emulate it or I have to show up in this certain way. I will tell you what, when I finally let go of that. And there was a big shift for me too, is I, I felt that way on Instagram a lot. And like I said, I, I didn't have a healthy relationship with it. Now I, I feel like I do, but I had to get off of Instagram. And I like, sometimes I had to stop like following people who were making me feel that way. And, th- and that's, you know, one piece is recognizing it. But I went over to TikTok because I could almost, it was like starting over at a new school, mm-hmm. right? Like nobody, <laughs> nobody knew who I like was. And I got to actually show up as, me authentically without feeling like, oh, so-and-so is watching and she's judging and she said this about me last year. So, you know... And that honestly, through that experiment that I did, I, I set out as an experiment to like, oh, I'm just going to try this for 30 days and get me out of my marketing rut that I'm in. It really allowed me to just be me. I got to, like, you know, I am not the best dancer in the world, but that is something that I enjoy doing. Like I, I do it at my house all the time. And it's like, I got to show up as me. And that is something that now I hear from my audience time and time again. They're like, I love how genuine you are. I love how authentic you are. I love how, like what you see is what you get. It's not this persona. You're not putting something on. I don't feel like I can't show up as myself because you're, you know, too high on this pedestal. Like it allowed me to really shed some of those layers. So I love that you said that because that is really, I think what a lot of people are craving in the online space. Like sure, you can go to somebody's Instagram feed and see all these, you know, the perfect pictures and the perfect house. Like, yes, that's, that's great. And it's nice to look at, but does that feel relatable? Does that feel like something that we can attain? Like they want to see somebody else who's like in the mom bun, like doesn't, you know, always have the makeup on, like just fumbling over their words. Like that, they want to see themselves in you. And the only way that they can do that is if you show up as your true self. Yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> I and mean, yeah, you always say like people want to do business with with someone that they know, like, and trust. And mm-hmm. when someone comes across as, you know, so perfect and pulled together and which if that's truly you, then congratulations, that's awesome. Right. Um, but, but for, it's okay if you stumble over your words or you, you know, trip when you're filming a story on Instagram, whatever people like it's endearing people want to see humans uh, like other humans and connect with them.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was That's, I think that's going to be like a huge takeaway from this because I think that's what holds a lot of of my audience back thinking like, I have to have it all right. And I have to have all these, these perfect pictures and these perfect graphics and all this stuff. And it's like, just show up as you are. Like you, like you said earlier too, like your what you're doing, like your business and the service that you're offering, it's not for everybody. And, And that's okay. Like, I think we grew up as a generation of like wanting to please everybody and wanting to be everything for everybody. And it's okay to not be that way. And I think the earlier that you can learn that, the easier business is going to be for you because you're gonna be okay with it. like if someone unfollows you or if this person like doesn't like you know, mm-hmm. your like your picture or doesn't hire you, it's like it's okay. Like they're not for me. And I'm gonna just pour my energy into really finding those people who are for me. You know, yes, I
1: I wasn't gonna share this. I haven't I don't think I've shared this on a podcast before, but I with my blog in the early days, I it was a style blog you guys, I had no business doing a style blog. I don't have the best <laughs> style at all. It was kind of more of an exercise because I'm a total introvert. And it was, it was me trying to do a little like self-growth thing. But then I saw like, I couldn't really grow this, but I was trying to like look at other style bloggers and try to do what they were doing and it wasn't working. And that's because I'm not a style blogger like that. That just wasn't working. But so, what I did one day, I was driving home from school and I thought I'm going to, I have weird stuff happen to me all day long in my school. I'm going to start a moments of the week series every Friday. And I'll just share like the top three funny moments that happened with my with kids at school and my life. I started that series and all of a sudden I just wrote it in my voice and I'm a little quirky and it blew up. And I thought, how bizarre that something so random, but on a style blog of all things worked. And I just want to share that because when you let go of trying to fit some sort of mold, that's kind of when the beauty happens.
0: Yes. Oh, I love that. Um, I would love to get your perspective from coming from that school psychologist piece. Like how has that, uh, helped you in your in your business, or is there things like it, that you maybe would tell your you know your students that would be coming into your office that you can also apply to your business clients that you're working with online? Oh gosh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, I think it's kind of, I think it's
1: kind of what we talk about. We've already talked about a little bit, but I would say one thing that success in the online space, like first off. I feel like anyone can grow something incredible and beautiful in the online space. Like every single person listening right now, you have that ability and gift. And how lucky are we to live at this time that we do? Yeah. Second thing is I think people put too much emphasis on like you need to have a talent or you need to have this this big um, gift in order to be successful. And I would tell my students, oh, I miss my students, but (laughs) I would tell my students that it's not it's really not about talent or like you having some special gift that no one else does it's about skill and we can learn skills if you're willing, mm-hmm. if you're willing to put in the work and it's about being gritty and mm-hmm. showing up even when you maybe don't feel like it you're tired but you are just determined and it's about willing to fail forward like <laughs> to have posts flop or to have to write Write something for a year and a half that literally three people would read, including maybe your, your mom or dad, right? (laughs) Like you, that, those are, that, those are the messy beginning phases that everyone has to go through. And there's beauty in those, those days too, but that's what leads you to the success. Like I would just say, you have to be, just keep getting up, just keep getting up, failing forward and showing up and believing that you, you can do this.
0: I love that too. And that's something that my husband and I talk about. So my oldest son, um, he's had a few surgeries. He's only five, but he's had a few surgeries in his life. He has a speech disorder and he's had to overcome a lot. But the person that he is now, because he's had to to just Mm. figure it out and he's had to be resilient and he's had to persevere. And when things are hard, like just keep, and I think that's just something that is innate in children too, but it's also one of those things where it's, it's not an easy thing to teach somebody like how to be resilient. I feel like the only way to really do it is to kind of go through those trials and like, fall, like you said, fall forward and get back up and try again. That's how you learn it. And so I think even though sometimes I'm like, oh gosh, like I wish, I wish Gabe didn't struggle with this. And I wish, you know, he was maybe it had it easier like other kids do. And you can get in that like pity party. But then I, when I, flip it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like think of all the skills that he has learned at such a young age that's going to prepare him for life because that's what life is that I think, you know, like I think my younger son, like he's had it easy, like he's had, you know, he's, he's the second, he's had somebody like follow in their footsteps. Like he hasn't had as many struggles. So it's going to be a lot harder. Like I'm almost like, I want to give it, you know, you want to put the, put them in those type of situations. You never want to see your kids like struggle or fail, but it really is building those lifelong skills that I think like I, you know, I think to my son, like, gosh, he's going to make such a great entrepreneur one day because he does persevere and he doesn't let a no or, you know, a m- mistake or an obstacle keep him stuck. He keeps pushing forward because he's built that muscle over time too. So I love, I I'd had to ask that question because I'm like, I love thinking about like even how we can instill this in our, in our children too. And because I like my, I don't know if my kids are going to go to college. I might want them to follow in my footsteps and become an entrepreneur. So, um, yeah, that's so true. Like the things that you would tell your kids or tell your students, like you also have to remind yourself of that too. Yes. Yes. And I worked, I'm, I'm, again, I'm just smiling while you're
1: talking because it's so true that at a young age, um, I mean, I worked in a school that was very, um, high needs school. And some of the stories that these kiddos would show up with just broke my heart. And, and, but yet some of them, you could see them turning that, those obstacles into their strengths
0: mm-hmm. and it
1: gave them such an edge. Like, I'm just like, oh, you're going to, like, if
0: you just keep going on this path, kiddo, because you're going to soar. Like, mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, such a good conversation. Um, Okay. So if somebody is just getting started out with online business, like I have a lot of my listeners who are kind of at that. They, they're they starting to dip their toe in. They're starting to realize like, yeah, I, I do want to start to create this thing for me that's online, that's separate from what I'm doing in my current nine to five job. What do you feel like they should focus on in order to grow and actually have, have their business survive? I know that's like a fear of people like, what if I start this and it just doesn't work out for me? So if you have any advice for what they really should focus on, um, either when it comes to social media or just in general, to really help them to be successful.
1: Yeah, I, I think honestly, if you're just getting started, just honestly start. Like I think so many people have the idea, and they they think they need to have this game plan all all mapped out, and what what is it going to look like in you know two months, three months, six months, and but you've it's kind of like leap in the net will appear mm-hmm. if you just take that first step and. You may be like, I don't know where this is headed, but I'm I'm going to start this blog, or I'm going to start this podcast, or I'm whatever what, what, I'm going to start um, being a freelancer or a VA. Just take that first little step, and and seek knowledge and seek uh, a mentor or mentors that you can watch along the way and implement one thing at a time. And I I just promise you, it'll come it'll come together.
0: I love it. Well, this has been such a great conversation. I love I love the way that it went. I think there's so many little nuggets in here that the audience is going to be able to take away from this. So I just want to thank you for just being so open and sharing your knowledge. And I would love for you to share with my listeners where they can come connect with you and learn more about what you have to offer. Oh, thanks, Aubrey. Um, yeah, so I have a podcast called Get Out of Your Head
1: and Grow Your Online Business, um, I also, my website is the same as my Instagram, which is just Marion Wagner Coaching. And I think I'm linking for you guys a free social media mindset makeover. It's just a mini course that you can take, it's less than 30 minutes. So that'll be included too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, We will link that up in the show notes, all of your links of where we can, can find you online. That'll be in the show notes for easy grabbing. So thank you again for coming on today. Um, I really appreciate you and I know my audience is going to love this conversation. Thanks. Thank you for choosing to spend some time with me today. I appreciate you so much. If you haven't yet, I would love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode in your Instagram stories and tag me. By sharing and reviewing, you can help spread the message so we can reach more entrepreneurs who are ready to scale their business to new heights. I will see you in the next episode.